Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Okay, you guys, so please, this is very exciting. Put your hands together for Dan O'Shannon. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you got the easy part. All right. Um, thanks for coming. I assume I know just about all of you, right? Okay. Uh, and this is my first night with this, and so you're going to help me find all the bugs and the things that don't work and that sort of thing. I'm going to tell you about this book, The Adventures of Mrs. Jesus, and how it came about, and the response I've gotten, and I'll, at the end, dig into sort of the hate mail bag that I've received uh, so far. <laughs> You know what, unfortunately, that that part is going to be the most interesting to me and uh, will only get more interesting as this book gets out there. It's it's been out there for such a small amount of time, I don't have as much material as I'd like on there, but I assume, it's strange because I feel like I'm rooting for people to hate me, Uh, but uh, in a way, that's what I'm doing. So... um, so, The Adventures of Mrs. Jesus, let me tell you just kind of how this came about, because I did not set out to write a book uh, at all. Uh, what happened was, I was going through a divorce, um, and you'll find that, as I talk about this, that a lot of themes that keep popping up in this book are themes that were going on with me personally, uh, emotionally, uh, that sort of thing. And uh, these themes kept working themselves into this comic over and over. And I, I have come to believe that it's almost impossible to write anything without really writing about yourself, uh, especially me, because I'm always writing about myself. But uh, um, So this is uh, Mrs. Jesus you see here in the middle. And uh, doink. Okay. There's the adventures of Mrs. Jesus. It started, uh, I was working at Modern Family. This was about two and a half years ago. And as I said, I was going through a divorce. I was kind of miserable and, and anxious and seeing therapists all the time when I wasn't at Modern Family and taking every antidepressant there was. And one day, on a script, I drew this picture. Ta-da. <laughs> and it's not a very good drawing. I'm actually, I am a good ar- drawer. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not a good drawing. But I, again, every antidepressant in the world. So, uh, so I drew this picture, and, and we all kind of laughed at it at work, thought it was funny, and um, my friend Abraham put it on his bulletin board, which I thought was very sweet. And I was home in my uh, little apartment. Um, as a, for anyone who can't see, it's the same, basically the same cartoon that's on the front of the book. It's, it's Jesus on a cross, and there's this woman standing at the base of the cross, and she's saying, are you even going to ask me about my day? Okay? <laughs> now, now... You know, now, I think a lot of people who know me might think that that, that represented my ex-wife or my other ex-wife. <laughs> um, and surprisingly, uh, neither, maybe the first one, <laughs> but uh, not the second one who was great. Um, but uh, I drew this picture, and I just thought it was the funniest thing. Um, and then there was a, a couple nights later, I was at home. I had gone from my lovely home in, in Encino with my lovely wife to living in this little apartment, and my life was kind of falling apart. And I was sitting at home depressed one night, and I thought, well, I'll put this, I'll draw it again, and I'll put it on Facebook. That might be kind of funny. I wonder what people would think of it. But I didn't feel like drawing again, because when I do draw, it takes me kind of a while. So instead, I found this painting. This is Crucifixion with the Virgin, Mary Magdalene, and St. John the Evangelist by Niccolo de Labate. Okay, uh, as you can see, it's kind of perfect because I've got uh, Jesus right there on the cross and a woman who is in the painting, Mary Magdalene, but I could repurpose her as the fictional Mrs. Jesus. Now, um, this is a lovely work of art. It hangs in a museum, and the artist is renowned. And people ask me, like, when you die, are you, are you afraid that when you die you'll run into Jesus? No, but I'm very afraid that I'll run into Niccolo uh, Delabate <laughs> because I have desecrated his work. 
And I can only imagine what someone in the Renaissance would have thought of the adventures of Mrs. Jesus. This guy would have killed me. Anyway, so um, as you can see, it's a very simple thing to do. You just uh, clip out the characters you need and throw in a word balloon and a square and you have a cartoon. Okay? And what I particularly liked was uh, the serious expressions on the characters' faces. Okay? And you can just put those there and you could, uh, with that, just that one pose, you can put anything in her mouth. Boink. Um, yes, good thing I earned all your pants yesterday. Um, so, so I put these on Facebook, right? And what happens is uh, I got mixed response right away. Some people said, this is hilarious, keep doing more. And my mother... Uh, wrote some very public angry things about them. <laughs> and um, and she, then she wrote to me, she says, all the praying I do uh, for you and you make fun of Jesus. And I wrote to her and I said, I'm not, I don't believe I'm actually making fun of Jesus. I'm telling the story of a woman who's in so much denial she's unable to see the suffering of someone close to her. <laughs> um, she still didn't like it and... Uh, that didn't, that didn't make her like it anymore, and she, uh, she unfriended me. Now, um, so between the hate mail and my mom unfriending me, very encouraging, so I, I, so I did more. But, um, you know, the thing is, you'll see if you open the book, and I'm not asking you to now, but uh, right on one of the first few pages, the book is dedicated to my mother. Um, now, now, the thing is, my mom, being a lovely, complex paradox of a human being like we all are, sort of loves that the book is dedicated to her. So even though she's ashamed of it, she can't help but show her friends, oh, my son dedicated this book to me. You know? it's like, oh, really? What book is it? No, never mind, never mind, never mind. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, my mom, is, uh, my mom and I are getting along fine. But um, okay, so, um, so I have these two cutout pictures. I've got a woman and a guy on a cross. And so what am I going to do with them? I, I, I sort of instinctively knew, because again, when you read the book, you're going to see a work in progress. When that first cartoon is made, when the second, the third, the fourth cartoons are made, I have no idea where the book is going. I don't know what these characters are. I don't know if I'm going to do cartoons that take place during the Last Supper or when Jesus walks on water or anything like that. In the end, I kept the entire book to that three hours and ten minutes between crucifixion and death. Okay, this entire book is in there. There's no cartoons that take place at night or, or anything like that. So it's... Uh, um, I, I, but I didn't know what the scope of this thing was going to be. People kept emailing me ideas, and I, I just kind of stuck to this. But I started thinking about her character, because a lot of people on Facebook, uh, a few kind of came down on me for writing just nagging wife number one. And, uh, well, I guess from I guess she would be nagging wife number one. But, um, you know, I really began to have empathy for her. You know, there are people who thought I identified with Jesus. Actually, I identified with Mrs. Jesus. And now... If you think about it, this is a woman who doesn't even have a name of her own. She is Mrs. Jesus, and that is her thing. That is her curse. And she is somebody who is struggling with a lack of self-esteem. She needs to be somebody. And she knows her husband as the guy who she has to live with, who makes corny jokes or whatever. And, and now he's doing this wonderful thing for all of mankind. He's saving mankind. And where's her recognition? Where's her attention? And I, I sort of relate to that, this kind of petty side to myself that sort of needs to be talking to a bunch of strangers about a book on a Friday night. Um, but... Uh, but anyway, so I started playing with her. And to, and to me, I, I didn't make all the cartoons where she's a nag. I think I found a line where she could be helpful to her husband in ways that constantly humiliated him. And so it was always her heart was sort of in the right place. I'll give you a couple of examples here. Okay, have this one. Again, I'll read it for the people in the back. We've got uh, in this one, the, can you hear me? Okay. Hello. There's a guy, uh, he's saying, excuse me, ma'am, my crew and I are putting up this billboard for a new movie called The Heist Too Far. Mind if we lean some of the pieces against your husband's cross while we go on a break? She can't see any problem with that. So they do, and the words a heist appear behind Jesus. 
she, of course, is wild guess, you managed to find a problem. So, um, so it's always her, again, it's like she's not meaning to humiliate, but she just, she just is, has a blind eye. Okay, uh, another example, a very simple example, is uh, this one. It just says she's got an umbrella, it's a rainy day, and he's got an umbrella, and she's saying, you're welcome. Now, of course, because his hands are nailed, his hand is dry and nothing else. But in her mind, she's done this wonderful thing for him, you see. So again, in her mind, she's just sacrificing and doing things, and why aren't people paying attention to me? I think I have another example here. Oh, she's also the one who drags him to therapy, and she does have to drag him to therapy. Um, So we have uh, Jesus saying, you know, I'm only going for for you, and she's saying, stop being a martyr, ho-ho. And... um, But so she's always trying in her her strange way to kind of make things work between them. Uh, So she's a little deeper than just nagging wife number one, I think. Um, Now you'll notice that Jesus is speaking in this cartoon. Uh, Again, it was one of those things where I first started making the first five or six, he doesn't say anything because I really didn't know what his voice was going to be. And when I landed on doing the font, you know, doing this this old style biblical font, I I found that it was kind of fun to to write him and I gave him a sense of humor. So throughout the books, uh, he's occasionally making jokes. Um, there's one that's not up here where uh, just one panel he says I can see my house from here and then there's just a blank panel and another blank panel and then he says you know I, I'm making a joke and then another blank, blank panel and then he says I, I'm really dying up here um, um, so I gave him a sense of humor uh, and which is irritating to her but it was fun to sort of write and, and then so the Jesus himself in this has a character Okay, now I'm not making fun of religion. I'm not saying that what he did didn't exist or this is dumb or you should believe that or believe that. I just made him a guy who believes in what he's doing. And what he's doing is selfless and wonderful and he tries to love the very people who put him down, who don't understand him. I have a series of cartoons in here where there's a woman who is convinced that he's Tarzan and will not listen to, to anything else because of the loincloth. So, um, but, uh, so that's his, his character. And uh, so I began to flesh that out a little bit and that was fun. And so I've got these two characters, and the world started needing fleshing out because I couldn't just do a panel every single night with just these two characters. And so I started adding other characters. At first, just little clip art people. I think uh, there was an invitation that went out where uh, she's actually at a dinner party, and she's got him leaned against her shoulder and saying, I have to drag him to these things. Um, But I started adding characters, and this is, again... um, going to the fact that I did not know what the strip was going to be. So you'll recognize this character as uh, the Scream character from the painting, Monk's painting, The Scream. And at that time, again, this was very early in the thing, I didn't know if I was just going to keep pulling characters from different famous paintings and having them going in. I didn't know if I was going to use the Blue Boy or this or that or just, just make it this whole world of art characters or not. I was just throwing stuff at a wall. And so this character ends up in, in the strip, and he became kind of, a, for me, the voice of joy in the script, and innocence. And he, it's strange, because at one point, uh, Mrs. Jesus asks, why are you screaming? Is it as essential angst? No. Is it because you're, you know, lost or this? No. Uh, then why? And he tells her, for ice cream. Um, and so, um, <laughs> and he loves hanging around Jesus, not because he thinks he's going to get into heaven or Jesus is doing something great. He loves to hang around Jesus because Jesus, like, makes him laugh. And he looks up to Jesus, you know, literally looks up to Jesus. And so he became this kind of, like, voice of innocence and joy in the strip. And I, I, I found that that was kind of a refreshing color to go to. This is the guy from the Bible, and uh, what he does is he interviews uh, Jesus and that sort of thing. As far as his story in, in this, uh, this little tome, um, he is old media. Uh, he's got a grown son who has no interest in working the Bible, but who is Twitter-obsessed. And so he knows he's a relic, and he's hanging around getting the biggest story he can before he kind of goes out. And that's kind of his thing, and I haven't really fleshed him out much. Next book. Now, I have the most complicated character in the book here. There's a picture of a dove. It is a... It is a um, 
It is to, to represent the Holy Spirit. And as this dove will constantly tell people, I am not a bird, I am only projecting the image of a bird for your puny mortal eyes. I am actually the Holy Spirit, you know, despair not, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the truth is, he falls in love with a pigeon, he gets, he's afraid of cats, and so as much as he protests that he is not actually a dove, he can't help but have dove characteristics, and there's a lot of stuff going on with identity with him. He's in the Holy Trinity as the Holy Spirit, but is not quite sure what his job is supposed to be, and always afraid that he is going to be kicked out of it at any, sentence, uh, any second. So he has a lot of anger and a lot of confusion. And this gave me something to work with with Mrs. Jesus, because that's another facet of her character. She wants desperately to out him and be in the, in the Holy Trinity, and it becomes very much like Lucy and Ricky, you know. <laughs> So, uh, oh, and then I have, uh, you know, uh, characters would pop in. Like Jesus' mother uh, pops in, and uh, she has a strange relationship with uh, Mrs. Jesus. Uh, oh, look, it's Hail Mary full of, uh, wait, what is she full of again? Uh, don't tell me. I know she's full of something. Uh, and Jesus is not thrilled particularly with that. Um, eventually, now, again, it's finding these characters' voices, which became sort of the question, what did they mean in the scope of this thing? And I kept thinking, I'm not going to put God in the, in the strip, because I've already got Jesus, and he's talking in the biblical font. How do you actually get God to speak this a different kind of thing? So I settled on him simply being this beam of light that shines down, that only Jesus understands. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, so there's uh, some back and forth. There. He says Gesundheit at the end because there's obviously a very mighty sneeze. Um, but there's a lot of back and forth that goes on with God that only uh, Jesus understands. And so this kind of rounds out uh, the characters in the book and their relationships. And they all go on this journey. By the end, everyone's kind of come to a different place than they were at the beginning. And hopefully some of it's a little bit surprising. And hopefully it's a place that you wouldn't predict when you were watching the first couple of cartoons. Okay, now I have a couple of cartoons here that didn't make the book. Let me tell you how the book came to be, and then I'll show you a couple of, of cartoons. They're not in the book, okay? Um, by the time I'd done about 100 of these things, uh, there were a couple of people saying, these need a wider audience. Can you get them out there? And I was thinking, no, because I'll be killed. And, uh, and uh, my assistant, Katie, uh, uh, contacted some people, and I, I ended up uh, um, getting it to HarperCollins, and a woman named Mei Chen just fell in love with it. And she said, if you can do 50 more that have not been uh, on the internet, then then we'll do a book. And I said, great, I'll do it. So I did 50 more, and which was great because it gave me a chance to bring this thing to an ending. The book actually does have an ending. It has closure. Uh, hopefully a, a satisfying one. And um, uh, or a great guy named Don Bitters, actually. My, my images were a little bit low-res, and he kind of high-resed them for me, which is a big, long process, but they look great. Um, so he did a terrific job on that. And this book... Uh, came out like this. Now, uh, as I said, there are cartoons that didn't get used. Um, this, this is one, it, obviously Halloween, I put that up. Um, there was one little arc where uh, Mrs. Jesus decides to start charging people to have meetings with Jesus, to come to Jesus' meetings. And so, uh, and the reason this didn't happen, uh, this, we kept this out of the book, is because it got a little political. It showed my political side, and I didn't really want to do that in the book. But I'll show you, I'll show you like two of them from that. Okay, uh, the first one, uh, she's saying, so here's the idea. A lot of people who want you to endorse their points of view, so I'm going to charge them for a consult with you. I call them come-to-Jesus meetings. He doesn't like it. Too late, your first appointment is here. Wayne LaPierre, it's time to come to Jesus. Uh, some days I can't uh, die fast enough. Now, this is uh, during a time when there's a, a lot of gun stuff going on. So here was the next one. Um, where, uh, hi, Jesus, I'm Wayne LaPierre. Don't you agree that? No, bam. 
uh, kicks him, and he starts getting into it, and he starts seeing all these uh, people from from our pol- political time who would like to align themselves with Jesus uh, and just assume he will go with their points of view, and he really doesn't want anything to do with it. Uh, which, to me, is kind of like, I would imagine that would kind of be the case. But, um, so... Uh, so I did not use those in the book. Instead, I replaced them with other ones, and uh, hopefully you will like those. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the hate mail I got, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, okay, it's, it's, not, it's not as colorful as some I, I'd hoped I'd get, but I, I will happen. Um, somebody put out a, a thing on uh, the Internet about it. Someone shared it on Facebook, and one of the responses was, No, this is a book I will judge by its cover. <laughs> Okay, um, and then this one, uh, this one feels very strongly about this. I expected so much, much more from a writer of Frasier. So much more. <laughs> Awful taste. Base, lowbrow treatment of something so meaningful to so many. Okay, and here I'd like to address just very quickly, again, the idea of, is this um, sacrilege? Well, I suppose yes, because I'm using these images, which are, are holy, and I'm using these images to talk about a relationship and characters and identity and growth and denial and all these things that make us what we are. I'm not making fun of religion. I know that no one's going to really make that leap and say, oh, he's using these to talk about something else because they'll go page after page and they'll see Jesus with word balloons coming out of his mouth and they'll go, oh, he's going to hell. But, uh, but at no point do I really take on religion or Christianity. I don't mean to change anyone's mind. I don't need, mean to do anything like that. It really is kind of, again, that how do you live in the shadow of somebody, not only big, but the biggest? How much denial must you have to muster? to ask a guy on a cross to ask you how your day was. You know, how, how human can we be, you know? And so that became the thing. It's like, how much do we hold on to our beliefs despite evidence of what is right in front of us every single day of our lives? How much do we create what we need to create to live? That's this book. Okay, um... Oh, here's one. This page, uh, this is the Facebook page, these one. This page is bigoted hate speech that ridicules Christian beliefs. Now, I don't believe that's true. I, again, I will say I understand why people are, are offended by my using the images, but my goal is not to offend. Um, oh, here's one. This reveals the pathetic state of what is celebrated as humor. Will he and his publisher have the chutzpah to write the... I don't imagine the person that wrote this would actually use the word chutzpah. Um, <laughs> will he and his publisher have the chutzpah to write The Adventures of Mrs. Mohammed? Yeah, who has the time? No. Um, so anyway, this is my book. I hope I hope you like it, and I hope that you enjoy the jokes in it. But uh, hopefully, uh, it'll you know trigger something deeper uh, in you. That was kind of my goal of it eventually when it became a goal. And thanks so much for coming tonight. And uh, please buy a bunch of copies of this book. Thank you. I, I'm supposed to wrap it up. What am I supposed? Oh, questions? I didn't think anyone had any questions. I said everything you could possibly say. They can't. Oh, questions? Oh, questions? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yes, anyone? Questions? C. No, I have oh, you have one. Are you going to do something else in this series, like you were saying, like at the Last Supper or No. Uh, no, I, you know, if for some reason this, uh, this book actually does well enough, I might do more cartoons because there's a way to go and do more cartoons, the untold tales of Mrs. Jesus or whatever. If I tell, if I tell uh, stories of other points in his life, I might do them as flashbacks from this place, you know. And also, I mean, I, I, in order to promote this, I was putting pictures on Facebook of um, 
um, you know, uh, Mrs. Jesus is all excited about her new book coming out. And uh, the Scream character was saying, I don't understand, you know, there's some things that really don't make sense, you know, how, how is it that this takes place in 33 AD, but there's Twitter? And she says, well, it's faith. And so every answer to everything is faith. So, so if I were to do another, even though this ends, I could do uh, another book that happens just before that ending, because faith? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, anything? Uh, quite, uh, yes, I'll go left to right, yes. Uh, you talked a lot about your emotional state before you got yes. in this book. What, what is, emotionally, what has this book done for you? I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Um, because uh, this book became a hobby. It became something to do in the evenings instead of sitting in a very, very quiet apartment just wasting my life. And the, the, the days were spent working, you know. And I was working on the show, and it was, uh, it was fun. And, you know, but again, I was in a very bad place. But this thing gave me, it gave me something to do. And it gave me a bit of a hobby. And sometimes during the day, I'd find myself wondering, well, hey, maybe this would be a funny one. And, and because I don't use Photoshop, I use a, a program called Pages, which is really word processing. I put these images together. They kind of take a long time. I also had a problem in a cinematography manner because the main character is so much taller than everyone else. So how do you keep fitting them in the same squares, you know? And so it was a challenge to put these together. It's almost like putting together a jigsaw puzzle every night. And what happened was as I began to look forward to doing them, I found that this, this slim, uh, this bit of a sliver of purpose, I call it, kind of started to pull me out of this kind of spiral I'd been in. So as I've said to people, you know, maybe Jesus saved millions of people, but Mrs. Jesus saved one, you know? So, and that's the thing. It's like, I, I think that that goes to a larger thing, that if you've got nothing, make something. And start making something. And, and I, again, I didn't expect it to be a book. I really thought a couple people on Facebook would laugh, you know? And, and, but doing it just made me feel better, and I felt like I was putting something into the world. And, and it really helped me a long way. So now I'm not a single drug. Oh, yeah, how about me, yeah? Well, anyway, so, so thanks for asking that. Michael, did you have a question? I did. Um, so, you know, you've explained it beautifully. Thank you. How, how this all came about. And has anyone who's responded to it negatively, have you had the opportunity to explain it to them and then have them go, oh, yeah, I have someone like that in my life. Yeah, okay, now I get it. Um, I, had, uh, I had lunch recently with a woman who, um, she's a, not a fundamentalist Christian, but she she's, has very strong beliefs and was a little bit nervous about reading the book. And we had a long discussion. She'd only kind of flipped through it. Um, but the thing is, I don't expect that someone who has very strong beliefs is going to flip through this whole thing, and then suddenly it's going to change really what they believe. And again, I'm not out to prove anyone right or wrong or, or anything like that. But one thing, I went on through very much of what I said tonight about what I was exploring and how I'm using these to explore human behavior. And... Um, and I did mention that, you know, the idea comes from somewhere. And if, you know, if this is the will of God that I write this book, then so be it. But, and then she wrote something and she said, is it possible that this, that you were helped by this? And, she, and it said, the devil. So I was like, okay, I, I lose. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. It came from somewhere. I just, uh, I just uh, you know, signed for it. And uh, <laughs> I don't know who sent it. But um, uh, so, again, I, I've gotten into some discussions that I, I, there's no winning. There's only explaining, and if they want to hear me, fine. If they don't want to hear me, fine. But if they ask me, I'll, I'll say what I have to say. But I, I don't like to really get into debates about it, because I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm presenting an argument to debate. I'm not a religious scholar. I don't talk about real religious events. I talk about a couple going through a crazy thing. Anyway, so anything else? Uh, yes? Will you be my Facebook friend? Yes, of course I will be your Facebook friend. 
I, uh, oh, that's so sweet. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook and friend me, and that's, I'm easily friended. Um, and easily unfriended, apparently. Uh, will, will you share some of the other uh, hate mail on Facebook that you keep um, You know, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll share some of it, because I, I have a Mrs. Jesus uh, page on Facebook, which I really haven't tended to lately, but I, I think I may, as hate mail starts to come up, I mean, I've had some that's actually very sad. You know, it's like I cry for you and that sort of thing. I, pr- I pray for you, and I'm like, well, thank you. I, that's thank you for that. that. That sort of gives me a free pass to make more of them because you know someone's already praying for me. So, um, but uh, um, I, I will share as long as I'm not doing something I think could hurt the person who wrote it. You know, and I so I will leave names out and stuff like that. But uh, but uh, hopefully I'll get a nice collection. Now, maybe the, the beginning of the next book will be a couple of pages of, of hate mail. Um, yes. Yeah, have you heard from people? I ran into a lady who read the book, mm-hmm. and she loved it. Oh. She was embarrassed to tell her boss. Oh. Oh, yeah, I know. I... I've run into a very similar thing where, um, as I say, I put these on Facebook, and there are people who really like them, but they won't share them because they have friends that they know would hate them and judge them for sharing this, and which, I, again, I totally get. So it's a very hard book to get out there by word of mouth saying, hey, show all your friends, show all your friends. Well, all your friends might not get it. If you get it, that's fine. So I, I sort of get that I, I might actually be limited in what I'm able to do as far as putting this out there. But, uh, you know, again, I... I um, you know, I can't blame them. I, I don't want to start any arguments anywhere because of this. It's not worth it. Yes? Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Um, no, uh, no, I have little favorite stories that sort of weave their way through. Um, um, you know, because this, this uh, sort of like if you read a book, of a collection of Peanuts comics, you'd see that there was like these arcs of like four or five episodes that make a story and then on to the next one. Um, and I have a, a bunch of those. So there are a few stories that I like. I like, uh, for example, when Mrs. Jesus found termites on the cross and then had it tented. <laughs> Um, and so now he's in this tent and he's saying I can't believe this from inside the tent and he's saying stop being a big baby you know whatever it's, it's just going to take a minute and then the, the, the uh, exterminator is okay now we put in the poison gas and so they're like hooking up the tubes to it so he gets high off that and, uh, and while he's in there getting all high on the, the termite uh, fumes she goes out to town and to get lunch and uh, while she's gone some Roman soldiers come uh, looking for Jesus to set him free because there was a mistake, and, uh, and, but they can't find him because of the tent. And so then they're gone, and she comes back with the soda. I got your soda. You're not even going to thank me? You know, whatever. And so, again, unaware that she's made things you know, worse for him. So, I mean, there's these little stories that sort of weave in and out that I, I, I kind of like. Yeah? Do you think you could um, sell this as like a animated... I honestly don't know. I mean, it would take some real thinking because one of the things that I kind of like about this permutation of it is how still the images are. Uh, there's a comic strip called Red Meat. It's in uh, LA uh, Weekly and a bunch of other places, and there are these very still uh, images of these characters, and they almost never change expression. And I, there's something about the stillness that that it requires the the person reading it to to project all kinds of stuff onto them. So so while, I mean, Mrs. Jesus's face literally never changes. Um, and, and these characters, they go through these ups and downs, and they're mad, and they're this and that, but, but they don't change, and they're very still. And so the reader has to, like, meet them halfway. And I've also really, like, sometimes I'll do just a panel of just 
just stillness. So it creates a beat. Again, I, I had to learn a bunch of new things because instead of just writing a sitcom, which is what I'm used to, I have to, to create the visual. I have to basically put the timing of the joke in people's heads. So I will often have a second-to-last panel, which is just everyone thinking about what's been said, and then a punchline in the final panel. Uh, so I, I like that stillness, and I don't know. I, that's something I would lose in something animated. And I also don't know how much. Do you do like a South Park where they just cut out things? I, I truly don't know. Yeah? Okay. That's it. Bam. Crudely animated? Well, it's crudely written. Okay. 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 Great. We've done it. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, yes. How did you feel when you finished the last page? Uh, you know what? I it's it's going to sound a little crazy. It was I was a little sad. Um, but at the same time, I was very. Um, I was very pleased with the ending that I came up with. Uh, and I, again, I didn't know that that was going to be the ending until I was asked by HarperCollins to do the last 50. And um, by bringing the whole thing around full circle and having everyone go through stuff and, and learn things in unexpected ways, um, I, I'm very pleased creatively with how it happened. I, I felt very good about that. I felt like even if like only a few people see it, just the friends on Facebook or whoever friends I can con into buying it, whatever, um, that, that still, I, you know, I did something fun and funny and hopefully laugh out loud funny in a few places. And, uh, um, but a little bit sad because it went away, you know. But I, and every now and again, I'll think of like a really good one, you know, or something. And I think, oh, that would be a good one. And I kind of jot it down in case there's ever another book. But who knows? Maybe there never is. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Did you say it is finished? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course I did. <laughs> Sorry. You mentioned Peanuts. What other comics influenced you? Oh, uh, gosh. A lot. Like this one I mentioned, Red Meat, I like. Uh, Peanuts, I always loved. Um, because there's something sort of depressing and sweet about them. And uh, I think I have a little bit of that throughout here. It's a little bit depressing and, and hopefully a little bit sweet in some places. Um, uh, as far as anything else, uh, boy, I, I used to read everything, you know, growing up in the paper. And some of it I like now, ironically, more than anything else. But uh, um, but those those would be the big ones. I think the far side. Somebody named Gary Larson actually liked the cartoons on my uh, on my on my uh, web page, but it's spelled the same, and I even wrote him and said, are you the Gary Larson? But he never answered the email, so I don't know. But, uh, so, so a guy with the same name as a guy as a cartoon I like, liked my cartoon. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes, of course. I mean, it's almost not worth saying. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so anyway, so that's, uh, that's that, yes? Where did Jesus meet Mrs. Jesus? You know what? I never actually did. I did establish that, um, that uh, she was the first girl that he met. Um, um, and basically married her right off the bat. I, ne- I never did that story of how they met. If I do a second book, I would do flashback. But I figure that she was probably 14. It's 33 AD, and she's going to be an old maid, so it's kind of like, you know. Um, uh, but I, I never did get time to actually do flashbacks and work in that. But if I ever do another book, I definitely would explore that. Okay. All right, good. All right. All right. Great. Now, thank you. Oh, wait. Um, going back to the artist-therapy process, do you still identify with this? Oh, which character is closer to me uh, in all of them? I, I think that uh, I, when I write anything, I think that I find sort of myself in all the characters. All their flaws are mine, you know, I'm afraid. And um, I have some left over, I'm afraid, too, so I have a whole other book. But uh, I, I think that as I'm writing them, I'm identifying with them all, you know. Uh, so there is not one that's really, really me, I don't think. But, um, you know, for the longest time, I think it was Mrs. Jesus. I felt real empathy for her because, you know, as much as, again, she came off as a nag, I really kind of sympathized with what she must have gone through to live in that shadow, you know. So, anyway. 
All right. Thank you for coming. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Today's music was provided by Young Jesus. You can check them out at youngjesus.bandcamp.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.